is Friday. 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 Uh, anyway, it's Friday, and it is 2.08 p.m. Central Time. And no, I don't want to shoot myself in the back of the head. And no, I'm not going to uh, accidentally drink poison. And no. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I. <laughs> So, it, <laughs> and no, I don't have a death wish, and no, I, I, uh, I'm not planning anything weird. So, <laughs> so if you hear something crazy after this broadcast about that, you'll know I got iced. <laughs> Ah, that's funny. Anyway, good for a laugh. I'm here until God wants me here, and then I'll go home. Amen? So, I hope it's a long time, though, because I really do want to be a thorn in the devil's side and his kingdom's side uh, up until I'm a really old man, and, you know, I would love to do that. So, I'm hoping that's the case. I could be a really old man and preach. And uh, did you get weird messages in stalking too? Yes, Andrea, I did. I don't know if it was from your favorite stalker. But yes, I did. The other day I got messages. <laughs> uh, it's not funny, but it, it sort of is a little bit. <laughs> It's not, it sh I shouldn't laugh, but it's gross. <laughs> it's just, there's nothing more scary than like a 400 pound lady. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm trying, let me hold it together. All right. <laughs> There's nothing scarier or funnier. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's then a 400 pound lady messaging you. <laughs> Making advances at you. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Married with eight kids, 22 years. <laughs> Stop sending me stupid stuff. Stop it. I mean, really, Patrick. It, it, was, just, it was just insane. Um, anyway. For some reason, oh, I'm not kidding you. No, I'm not kidding you. I'm so not kidding you. This rather extremely large woman sent me really, I didn't read them. Okay. I didn't read them. 
All I all I did was screenshot the like the tagline in the email. I would not read the email because I knew there'd be some weird, dirty, nasty, gross stuff in there. So I'm like, I'm not reading that. But yeah. And my wife is, when the email comes in, my wife is sitting next to me. We're sitting there in our chairs. It's like, I don't know, 1030 at night. And we're like, oh, man, you got to be kidding me. And then she made a whole page up about me. There's a whole OPBC page, like, fancy page with, like, lightning and thunder coming out of me and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I I just block it. Well, Hannah, <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't think she really likes me. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think. Bicey family tuning in. Okay, Mrs. Bicey, I will be on my best behavior. (laughs) Ah. Anyway, all right. I I don't know what's going on with my voice. It's like strained for some reason. And I don't have laryngitis. I'm not sick. So I, I don't know what the deal is. I do have like an abscess on the on my tooth there that I'm taking some herbs and all that kind of stuff for. I got to take some more garlic though, and it's fine. I'm not sick or anything. But but anyway, it's just my voice is strained, and I don't know what the deal is with that. But anyway, it is what it is, right? Who knows? No, Jody Hammond, my voice is not changing. I can assure you, I went through puberty like at least 30 or 40 years ago. (laughs) 30 years ago. (laughs) Oh, man, come on. (laughs) Oh, turning into an old man's voice. An old... Oh, all right. So, all right, I'm going to keep, I got, no one came on here to hear me laugh for like an hour and a half. I'm trying to stop laughing. I just can't. I don't know why. It's funny. Salt water might help. Last night I had. Last night I had lemon ginger tea. I did have lemon ginger tea. I had it last night. Yes, I did. So there you go. 
There you go. There you go. There's the crazy hoe right there. <laughs> well, now. <laughs> Speak of the devil, literally. <laughs> Speak of the devil, literally. Can you imitate Spanish speaking? Actually, yes, I can. Because one of... <laughs> not now, though. My voice is not... Like, I couldn't do... I had to read my children a story last night. I couldn't do their their animal stories because I can't change my... my uh, my voice like that for some reason. Okay? Right now. So I know it's just strained a little bit, and I'm going out preaching tomorrow, so that's going to be wonderful. But, yes, I can. Because, because I actually have one of my characters, one of my characters, his name is Aztec. <laughs> and he's a, he's a Hispanic uh, dog. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a Hispanic dog. And uh yeah, anyway. So yeah, I can. Of course Carl can. How old is Andrew? Wait, is Andrew 48? Wait, Andrew's 48? Eh? Eh? Andrew's 48? Eh? Andrew, alias Andre. All right. I better get going, though. Hey, never you mind what that, what that uh, Aztec does. Okay? Never you mind what Aztec does. That's not part of this broadcast. That's that. Those are my children's uh, characters in my story time to them that are never recorded, by the way. They are. They are secret. Oh. Carl's a Jesuit coadjutor. He, he could speak a lot of languages. No, it's not the devil. It's some big scary lady up in northern Minnesota that always writes weird stuff to me. Okay. By the way, that character Aztec in my stories, he's a special agent, right? That is, you know. He's a good one, though. But anyway, we won't get into that right now. However, there, let me just give you some news here. Praise the Lord. Okay. So, all of our children's 
passport cards came in. So praise the Lord. Everybody's got their their passports except Grandma and Grandpa, which uh, they'll get there soon. All right. So praise the Lord for that. All taken care of. By the way, money all provided for that too. Praise the Lord for for our passports and everything like that. Did she say I'm muy comico? <laughs> Is that what that means? (laughs) Secondly, I want to tell you about something. By the way, I was just talking about this, I think, Sunday, last Wednesday. Maybe even this went last Wednesday. Okay? About the Lord providing and asking God for things and asking God to give... Those things. And last night, I was praying. Sometimes, sometimes I turn on the jets in my bathtub and I pray in there for like an hour. And um, so... I'm in there praying, and I asked God very specifically. For him to provide for something. For and I asked him very specifically for that Canadian trip. Okay. I asked him very specifically because I needed $1,000, $1,400 total for all the expenses so far uh, to, to, uh, for Andrew and Rachel and uh, for round-trip tickets and everything for our recording and everything to get there. And I asked God to, to do that. And for no, you know, a, a, for a reason, right? Um, for him to show me, and I didn't tell anybody else, by the way, about that praying for that specifically uh, for God to. But I asked; I've been asking God for that money, <clears throat> and I asked him last night, though. To specifically show me for this Canadian trip. And this morning, I was, I think I was standing in Walmart picking up some things. And I got a text over that someone had sent me. A thousand dollars, which pretty much the last time we checked anyway, unless things have went up crazy, which I don't think they have that much to pay for that those plane tickets 
Now, they didn't send it for that. They sent it, use it for whatever the Lord lays on your heart. But the interesting thing is, I texted that person to thank them for sending that. And I shared with them that I had prayed and asked God to do that. Which that person, and I won't mention their name because they probably don't want anybody to know that. Um, They don't do it for that reason. That person said, well, I've actually been praying. We've actually been praying for that specific amount for a few days of what I was to send. And that's what the Lord laid on my heart to do. See, you need to ask God for specific things. And you should see specific answers to prayer. You really should. It may not be the same type of prayers. It may not be the same things, right? But God will supply your needs. God will take care of you. And I just thank the Lord for that. And I'll tell you what, I'm... I'm standing there, right? And while I'm doing that, and I, it's bringing, it was bringing tears to my eyes, right? Because of the Lord you know, providing. That money. And the way that he did it and the specific way that he answered that. God's specific way. And that those people, I wanted to share that with them. Because I wanted them to know that they didn't do that on their own. Right? So Brother Andrew just booked that. And <laughs> oh, you can't. You can't. <laughs> it was a thousand. $33 with a car rental, by the way. <laughs> That'll be funny to the people that sent that. But uh, yeah, amen. So done. Praise the Lord. Now, the only thing left so far on expenses, I mean, there'll be more coming, is the Airbnb. And God will provide that. 
That's $400. God will provide that. But I just want you to understand that God does that, okay? And and you, you need to trust the Lord, and you need to ask God for things, because God's going to give it to you if he deems it his will, and it's what's best for you. Amen? And I ask very specifically, and praise the Lord, God did it. Amen? All right, so you keep praying about that Canadian trip. I'm excited. I let Pastor Jeffrey know all that stuff has come in, and uh, I haven't let him know about that stuff, but uh, about those things. So you keep praying and and uh, keep praying for us. I appreciate it because God's not only using my prayers, but he's using yours too. So when I say, you know what, if you can't give anything, you can pray for us, right? Amen. All right. Are you ready to go down this rabbit hole of controversy and everything else about the World Economic Forum? I'm sure people are probably upset with me because I haven't started yet, but but we'll go an hour and a half, and if we got to pick it up again, we'll pick it up again next week. Amen? We'll just keep going. But I want to start with an article. Actually, no, I want to start with Scripture, and I want to show you something. Second Corinthians four four. Now I believe with everything in me that Satan is behind everything that I'm going to show you, and I could back that up with the scriptures, and that Rome is the representation of Babylon, and the Jesuit order is a part of that. The Counter-Reformation and that Antichrist religion of Rome, the papacy especially. Okay? And the, the papacy especially, the papacy and the Jesuit order, all the power like I showed you a week ago has been rested in the papacy. So the Jesuits could control one man. I also showed you weeks ago from this book right here. Hang on one second. That the Pope revived the Knights Templar. The Masonic Order. And that is detailed... In Albert Mackey's book. An Encyclopedia Freemasonry. In here, I showed you they documented that. Now then, all of these orders at the top, they're Luciferian. That's their work. That's what they do. I can guarantee you with what I'm doing, I will miss some things along the way. It's it's complicated. 
But people wonder, how can all these people, how can all these people do this? The answer is, all these people can't do this. But all these people, with the power of Satan behind them, setting up the kingdom to war against Christ, can do it. 2 Corinthians 4.4 In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Wait till I get into the, uh, and I'm not going to do that today, but wait till I get into the phony moon landing. What a farce. What a scam. What an absolute scam. A bunch of lying people with a God complex. We won't get into that today because I don't have time to get into that. Okay, I want to take you to another text here before we get started and we start making our connections here, okay? 2 Thessalonians 2.9 is talking about the kingdom of Antichrist, the world being ran by Antichrist. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped. So that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Man, I do not have time to go through this, but I was reading in Baptist history. Wow, I couldn't believe the gem I picked up in Baptist history. Uh, last night, I wasn't even looking for that. I was studying for, for, um, the Henricians. That's who we're going to study the Henricians this Sunday afternoon in Baptist history. Anyway, wow. I was doing some studying and went back and looked. Wow. Unbelievable. Uh, what I found out and I'll show you, I'll show you the next time I talk about the temple. Unbelievable. Anyway. Let me keep going here. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things, and now ye know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all the seemableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Now, 
that secession of the man of sin is rested in the Pope, I believe. There will be a final one. Will he be Jewish? Yes, I believe so. It'll be the culmination of the Jew and the Gentile. Or the Pope. You know, whatever nationality he is, but at the time. So, this work. So, why, Pastor, why do you need to talk about this? Because here's what I've had people say to me. Let me transition. Here's what I've had people say to me, Pastor. Now, or they said brother, whichever. Or, hey, you, monkey boy, whatever. Anyway, um, they said this. Don't you know that they might have lied about the moon landing, but if you talk about it, you're going to lose credibility? Like, people are going to think you're a kook? Okay. I mean, governments lie all the time, so what's the big deal? Now, in essence, it's really not that big of a deal. Except for this one thing. The problem is, is that people are believing whatever the government is telling them, whatever politicians are telling them, whatever military intelligence is telling them. Why is that a big deal? It's a big deal because of Revelation chapter 13. It's a big deal because that spirit is already at work in the world today. So if we're being deceived by the governments of the world and the beast is forming before our eyes, then men are being deceived to follow the government over the scriptures. And they're already doing it now. So then Shattered Dreams Ministries, a.k.a., is designed to show you let God be true and every man a liar. That we are heading towards this, the government being the distributor of truth. And that's dangerous. Because people are no longer looking in the scriptures for absolute truth. They're looking for what their eyes can behold and what they can see. And they're believing what they can see. And that's dangerous. It's shaping their thought. It's gotten them to go out and get into wars all over the world and kill brown people in the sand. Because the Muslims are all trying to kill you. 
Some guy over in some guy over in in uh, Iraq is trying to kill you. He is, huh? What for? I didn't do anything to him. But that guy is trying to kill you. So it the propaganda was so good. That in the days of the Crusades, which we are going to talk about on on, uh, Baptist History 101 next week, Lord willing. Even if the crick rises, we're going to take a canoe and we're going to boat there, but we're going to do it. People say, Lord willing, the crick don't rise. Well, if the crick rises, I'm just going to get a boat and I'm going to go. But amen. That's just the Lord wills, right? But in the Crusades, the propaganda was so good by the Roman Catholic Church and the Pope and his men that he sent out to propagandize that you had people lining up to war and go take the Jerusalem homeland back. And they still do it today with their various wars. Ukraine being one of them. Afghanistan, Iraq. Right? So it matters what you believe. It has an impact on life and death, what you believe. And knowing the people that are disseminating the information is extremely important. Knowing the characters and the people that do it It's extremely important. Because if we don't, and we take false information of people that are God-haters, that are propagandizers, that they are literally co-intel-pro, that they are set up to deceive you, and I'm not done with this topic. Oh, no. I'm not done with this topic because the next thing I, I, in the midst of this, this will be continuation. Okay. But in the midst of this, I'm going to show you. Remember Hollywood satanic roots. Remember that. Amen. Well, we're going to do the CIA roots of Hollywood. We're going to we're going to talk about Hollywood CIA roots. And how the Jesuits, the Masonic Order, the CIA, the CFR, all these groups have been designed to propagandize you and it's worked. They sent out their queers, they sent out their homo propaganda, they sent out their Marxist garbage, they sent out their space war stuff, they sent out all that stuff to prepare you. They sent out all their alien stuff, they sent out all their things as propaganda, COINTELPRO, designed to condition you to accept what was coming. Because why are all these people 
Why are all these government agents involved with the with, with Hollywood? Uh, involved with uh, broadcasting, CBS, NBC, ABC. All in major cities like New York, the Rockefeller Center. All these other people that are, why? Why? Who are these people? Well, of course I know, Leno. There's a connection to the CIA and Pentecostalism. Didn't you watch my broadcast on it? I covered it months ago. A year ago. Anyway. Terry Carter's jumping off. I got too spooky for her. She's out of here. Anyway. That's the reason this is important. So. Let's go. So you have all these people that are lined up with the World Economic Forum. What in the world is a war, war, World Economic Forum? Well, we're going to talk about that. Let me find the article I was looking for. Bow Schwab! Dr. Klaus Schwab, or how the CFR taught me to stop worrying and love the bomb. Okay. So... Who's the, who's the chubby short guy on the left? And who's the Dr. Evil on the right? Okay. Short chubby guy on the left is CIA. Henry Kissinger. Army Special Intelligence. We talked about him and Henry Killinger when he died. Don't miss the episode of Henry Killinger. <laughs> we'll charge double. Ha, ha, ha. Smashing. Hey, let me see. Here we go. If you don't know who this guy is, go listen after this broadcast to Henry Killinger Kissinger, Vatican spy, the Pope's murder man. Listen to that one. Okay. But... Back to this. Now, the World Economic Forum, which we're going to read about, and a few players, and then I'm going to show you something about one of the men that was working with Kissinger and Schwab. Okay. The World Economic Forum record, recorded history has been manufactured to appear as though the organization has, was a strictly European creation. But that isn't so. In fact, Klaus Schwab had elite American political team working in the shadows that aided him in creating the European-based globalist organization. 
If you have a decent knowledge of Klaus Schwab's history, you will know that he attended Harvard in 1960. Where he would meet then-professor Henry A. Kissinger, a man with whom Schwab would form a lifelong friendship. But as with most information from the annals of the World Economic Forum, history books, what you've been told is not the full history. In fact, Kissinger would recruit Schwab at the International Seminar at Harvard, which had been funded by the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency. Now, try to stay focused on this, people, because you're going to have to pay attention or you're going to get confused. You could talk about the latter rain on some other broad on, on some other uh, with some other broadcasts. Right now, pay attention to what we're dealing with. So, Kissinger working for the CIA through Harvard. Wait, what? Yes, the CIA was paying Kissinger to start a program at Harvard to control education and to pick the brightest and the best to recruit them for COINTELPRO for projects that would shape education, shape the government, shape the responses that governments made. That's what Kissinger would do. Kissinger would recruit Schwab. He would fund Schwab. The CIA would fund an operation inside Harvard. Well, what else is at Harvard and Yale? Skull and bones? Other organizations? All this funding was exposed in the year in which Klaus Schwab left Harvard. The connection has gone largely unnoticed until now. His research indicates that the World Economic Forum is not a European creation reality. It is instead an operation which emanates from the public policy of Kennedy, Johnson, and Nixon. Kennedy, Johnson, and Nixon. All of those presidents. Remember, Kissinger worked for Nixon. By the way, all of these men, in some form or fashion, would be involved in the Kennedy assassination. When Kennedy turned on them and would not do what they wanted him to do. You could find the connection with uh, Nixon. You could find the connection with Johnson. You could find the connection with George W. Bush, or excuse me, George Bush Sr., You can find the Nazi connection with all of them, which is what I'm going to show you. However, we won't go down that rabbit trail today. All of whom had ties to the Council on Foreign Relations. Who controls the Council on Foreign Relations? 
the Archbishop of New York. He oversees the Federal Reserve. He oversees the he oversees the uh, the colleges, the universities, and he also oversees the counter uh, the um, Council on Foreign Relations. They control the money. They control the education. Henry Kissinger was part of that. Henry Kissinger was a killer. He worked for Nixon. He worked for other presidents as advisors. However, in dealing with the World Economic Forum, we're going to take the simplest format we can and maybe take a slight little rabbit trail. Maybe a few of them. Shoot the rabbit, get back on the trail. Right? There were three extremely powerful men and influential men. Kissinger among them, who would lead Klaus Schwab towards their ultimate goal of complete American empire-aligned global domination via the creation of a social and economic policy. Now remember, the World Economic Forum trained young leaders One of them being the dictator that is in Canada. Justin, son of Castro Trudeau. They're a bunch of dictators. All the major young, and in America, by the way, our our leaders in America were trained by the World Economic Forum. That's where they made their connections, and that's where they got in. But there were powerful men that were in charge that started the World Economic Forum. And we'll look at their themes on the year. Right? Their themes every year, and they coincide with a lot of weird things. By examining these men through the wider context of geopolitics of the period, I will show how their paths would cross and coalesce during the 1960s, how they recruited Klaus Schwab through a CIA-funded program, and how they were the real driving force behind the creation of the World Economic Forum. Because you have to ask yourself, the premier universities, the Jesuit ones, Fordham University. Oh, I can't think of the other one. Fordham and it'll come to me in a minute. Okay. Um, But how all of these major universities have been infiltrated by the CIA. Why? What's the CIA want to do with Harvard? Yale. Like, what's the deal, right? They know they control education. We understand Kissinger. I'm not going to go through everything about Kissinger. But Kissinger was trained. He was a Nazi. 
Actually, that's Schwab that was his father was a Nazi. But anyway, uh, Kissinger, uh, we'll talk a little bit about him. I guess we have to just set it up a little bit. Um, he's a Jew. Okay, His family would initially settle in Upper Manhattan with the young Henry Kissinger attending George Washington High School. In 1942, Kissinger would enroll in the City College of New York. He was drafted into the Army. He would become a naturalized U.S. citizen. He would soon be assigned to the 84th Infantry Division where he would be recruited by the legendary Fritz Kramer to work in the Military Intelligence Unit of the Division. So he's working in the military... He's working in the military intelligence unit right away. He would fight the Battle of the Bulge. He was a firebrand to the point of a self-parody. He wore a monocle in his good eye to make his weak eye lower Carter. That Kramer claimed to have spent the late, late Weimar years fighting both communists and Nazi brown shirts. So this is the one that recruited Kissinger for the military service, for the intelligence. High-level intelligence operators. Okay? During World War II, while Kissinger was serving in the U.S. Counterintelligence Corps, he would be promoted to the rank of sergeant and would go on to serve in the military intelligence reserve for many years. Okay? So here he is. He's serving alongside European Command Intelligence School. He would be reassigned to teach at the European Command Intelligence School. So Henry Kissinger is high-level military intelligence. He had audiences with the Pope. He had private audiences. Many So high-level military intelligence operatives... Meeting with the Pope. Hmm. In 1950, Kissinger would graduate from Harvard with a degree of political science where he would study under William Yandel Elliott, who would eventually be a political advisor to six U.S. presidents and would also serve as a mentor to Pierre Trudeau, among others. Yando Elliott, along with many other star pupils, would serve as the key connectors between the American National Security Establishment and the British Roundtable. Like the Chatham House in UK and the Council on Foreign Relations in America. They would seek to impose global power structures shared with bi- by big business, political elite, and academia. They would control every aspect. He would continue to study at Harvard. He would also be ready trying to force a career path in intelligence, reportedly seeking recruitment as an FBI spy during this period. He didn't seek anything. He was doing it. In 1951, Kissinger would be employed as a consultant for Army Operations Research Office, where he trained in various forms of, listen, psychological warfare. This awareness of PSYOPs was reflected in his doctrinal work during that period. So what would be his next PSYOP? Are you ready? Nuclear war or nuclear, nuclear. 
Nuclear war. Nuclear. Nuclear war. Okay, I'm going to tell you something that will surprise you. Maybe. And maybe you think I'm an idiot. Which, that's okay. Lots of people think I'm an idiot. I get it. Two things. Number one. Actually, three things. Number one, I believe in geocentricity. I believe when the Bible says the sun rises and the sun moves, I believe it. I believe it. Why? Because I believe the Bible. What if your eyes told you something different? I would believe the Bible because God said it. He said the sun do the sun rises. Jasper said the sun do move. So I believe in geocentricity and I believe the earth is fixed. Okay. All right. Number one. Number two. I believe that nuclear warfare is a big lie. I believe it was a humongous psyop to control people through fear. I believe that God Almighty is the only one that can melt the earth with fervent heat. And I believe all of these overinflated, egotistical, psychopath, devil-possessed, antichrist wannabe figures want you to believe that they could ascend and they could be like the Most High. So they think they're God and they're going to melt the earth with fervent heat. So they want you to believe they're God and they can blow up the whole world and they can do all those things. Okay? I don't believe it. Well, what about Hiroshima? Well, what about it? I think they planted a bunch of bombs all through Hiroshima, all through Nagasaki, all through those places, and they blew them all up from the ground, and they destroyed those poor people. That's what I believe they did. Because I don't believe they can airborne detonate a nuclear a nuclear uh, missile. I don't believe they can do it. And I don't believe they can do all that. Hiroshima did get wrecked because there were high-level military intelligence and bombs planted all over to blow up. Because I got another one for you. Why ain't they done it again? If they're all enemies and they all hate each other and they're all going to war and they want to do it, why don't they do it again? Because of geocentricity and because I believe the way this works, I don't believe they could drop nukes like that. Can they detonate things from the ground and blow them up? Yes. Did they? Yes. Can they do it from the air like they say they can? No. Okay, so anyway. All right. Does that make sense to you? Is that too much truth for you? We are going to run out of time, aren't we? That's okay. We'll stop right where we're at, and we'll just pick it up again. Uh Uh-huh. All those things. Chernobyl, all of them. Fake. Did they blow stuff up there? Yeah. Sure they did. Was it nasty bombs? Sure it was. Okay. I believe it. Was it what they say? No, I don't believe it. Why? 
It's all fear. Listen to what they were paid to do. These people and these think tanks were paid. They are paid operatives. They, what was he trained? What was Kissinger trained in? He was trained in psychological operations. They were trained to do it. Okay. You ready for one of those rabbit trails? All right. I'll give you one. And this guy deserves his own. This guy deserves his own broadcast, which he'll get, that little devil. Werner, right? Von Braun. Now, you remember how, hey, hey, you guys ready for this? You remember how we, the United States government, we didn't like them Nazis. Remember that? Remember how we was against them Nazis? We're like, we don't like Nazis. So we go to war and we, we don't lock them. We're like against them Nazis. We don't do, we don't lock them people. Well, how come you think we hired all of them? Since we hated them all. Now, do you believe that they murdered the Jews? Absolutely, I do. Because they hate the Jews. The Pope's white power structure hates the Jews. He thinks he's replaced the Jews. The Pope calls himself the king of the Jews. Bob Dylan's mother called the Pope the king of the Jews. That's something. Okay. As a young man, so Von Braun was a member of the Nazi party. He was a German-American aerospace engineer. Father of. Now listen. As a young man, Von Braun worked in Nazi Germany's rocket development program. He helped design and co-develop the V-2 rocket. Now remember, my focus in bringing this part to you, this rabbit trail. Please listen to me. And pay attention. If you don't, you're going to get confused. All these guys knew each other. Kissinger, all these guys knew each other. Now listen. I'm bringing this to you so you understand their COINTELPRO, their propaganda. That's why. Listen. So he helped design and co-develop the V-2 rocket at, at some base. I don't know what it's called. During World War II. The V-2 became the first artificial object to travel in space. On June 20th, 1944, following the, the war, he was secretly moved to the United States. What? Yeah, along with 16 other German scientists, engineers, technicians, as part of Operation Paperclip. Ah. 
He worked for the United States Army on an intermediate range ballistic missile program, and he developed the rockets that launched the United States' first space satellite, Explorer 1, in 1958. Now listen closely. He worked with Walt Disney on a series of films which popularized the idea of human space travel in the U.S. and beyond from 1955 to 1957. Stop. How scum? How scum that feller did that anyway? He was preparing people through Disney's movies for the concept of space travel. Just like Hollywood and Disney and others always do predictive programming to prepare, to propagandize. You mean they were, you mean they were like propagandizing the moon landing? Like 13 years in advance? Yeah. Yeah. In 1960, his group was assimilated into NASA, where he served as the director of the newly formed Marshall Space Flight Center as the chief architect of the Saturn V Super Heavy Lift Launch. Von Braun is a highly controversial figure, widely seen as escaping justice for his Nazi war crimes due to the Americans' desire to beat the Soviets in the Cold War. Ah. He's the father of the American Lunar Program. He advocated a human mission to Mars. Well, sure he did. Now, we're not going to keep talking about him. Let's stick with what we're talking about right now. We'll talk about Von Braun again, believe me. When we talk about the phony moon landing, we'll talk about all that. But rest assured, does it give you good comfort to know that the founder of the American Lunar Program was a Nazi? Okay. So hold that propagandizing thought. Let's get back to our article, which we are definitely not going to finish. Probably. More than likely. Probable. So why did I bring that up? Because they're propagandizing. That's what they do. So in 1951, Kissinger would be employed as a consultant of the Army's Operation Research Office, where he would be trained in various forms of psychological warfare. This awareness of PSYOPs was reflected in his doctrinal work during that period. His work in the Congress of Vienna and its consequences invoked thermonuclear weapons as its opening gambit, which also made an otherwise dull piece of work a little more interesting. By 1954, Kissinger was hoping to become a junior professor at Harvard, but instead, the dean of Harvard at the time, George McGeorge Bundy, Another pupil recommended Kissinger to the Council on Foreign Relations, which is tied to the Jesuit order, which is tied to the Rockefellers, which is tied to the... 
the Rockefellers designed their entire em, uh, empire off the Jesuit order, which the head Rockefeller said that he was the general. From 1956 to 1958, Kissinger also became the director of special studies for the Rockefeller Brothers Fund. David Rockefeller was vice president of the CFR during this period, as well as going on to direct multiple panels to produce reports on national defense, which would gain international attention. In 1957, Kissinger would seal his place as a leading establishment figure on thermonuclear war after publishing Nuclear Weapons and Foreign Policy. So they published those things. They published those things (coughs) for the purpose of propagandizing the world. In December of 1966, the Assistant Secretary of State for European Affairs, John M. Letty, announced the formation of a 22-man panel of advisors to help shape European policy. Robert Osgood, funded by Rockefeller and Ford and Carnegie Money, who all handle the financial affairs of the Vatican, the money source, the other people on the panel included four members on the Council of Foreign Relations, Shepard Stone of the, of the Ford Foundation. So all of these people are a part of this movement. Of this, of the world, of forming the World Economic Forum. Now they're major hitters, right? So what's important about that to understand right? What's important about that is that. If you understand who these people are and how evil they are, then you'll understand the importance of all of it. Ben and Jenna Heflin said, amen. Thank you for standing for the truth, preacher. Well, God bless you. Your name looks familiar to me, Ben, but I don't remember where. I appreciate that. Thank you. Now, Henry Kissinger, Henry Killinger, wicked man. So I'm not going to go into all of that. I'm going to skip some of this, okay? I talked about Kissinger more in, uh, in, in, in the broadcast I did for two hours on him. Here's another man. 
John K. Galbraith was a Canadian-American economist, a diplomat. This is the background of the World Economic Forum. Listen to this rabbit trail. This is going to get interesting. His impact on American history is extraordinary, and the consequences of his actions in the late 1960s alone are still being felt around the world today. In 1934, Galbraith would initially join the faculty at Harvard as an instructor with a salary of $2,400 a year. He would be appointed tutor of the John Winthrop House, which is one of the 12 undergraduate residents housed at Harvard University. In that same year, one of his first students would be Joseph P. Kennedy Jr., with John F. Kennedy arriving two years later. Okay. Soon after the Canadian Galbraith would before become naturalized as a U.S. citizen on September 1937. Three days later, he would marry his partner, listen, Catherine Miriam Atwater, a woman who a few years before had been studying at the University of Munich. The University of Munich is a Jesuit university. It's right here. See it? It is a Catholic university. This is the Roman Catholic connection. Also with these people. This university is also connection, connected to um, Adam, Adam Weisseft, the Bavarian Illuminati, which is Roman Catholic. Weisseft was a Jesuit. The Illuminati is Jesuit to the core. Okay? Now, look at this. A woman who a few years before had been studying at the University of Munich, there she had lived in the same rooming house dormitory as Unity Mitford, whose boyfriend was Adolf Hitler. See the connections? After marrying, Galbraith would travel extensively into Eastern Europe, Scandinavia, Italy, France, but also Germany. Galbraith had been due to spend a year as research at fellow at the University of Cambridge under famed economic Keynes. He would go to Germany instead. following year, Galbraith found himself involved in what was termed as the Walsh-Sweezy Affair, a U.S. national scandal involving two radical instructors who had been terminated from Harvard. Then he would go to Princeton. Okay. The biggest shift in focus. For Galbraith happened in 1945, the day after the death of Roosevelt, who was probably killed, by the way. Galbraith would leave New York for Washington, where he would be duly sent to London to assume division directorship of the United States Strategic Bombing Survey. 
Okay. Spear had been in various important positions. We won't go into all this, okay? But anyway, yeah, those Germans. It's always the Germans. Highly intelligent German people. That's why they would be used so much. Okay, so here's another player. Galbraith is another player. Listen to this. In ni- by 1957, Galbraith was beginning to form a closer relationship with his former student, John F. Kennedy, who was then the junior senator of Massachusetts. The following year, JFK would publicly declare Galbraith as the Phileas Fogg of the academic world. After receiving a copy of Galbraith's book, A Journey to Poland and Yugoslavia, where he examined socialist planning up close, it is also 1958 where Galbraith published The Affluent Society. Okay. By the way, Gilbert would be around when Kennedy was assassinated, too. He'd take off pretty quick, though. That's something you need to understand. He would take off very quick. After Kennedy was elected president, Galbraith became staffing the new administration. So he, so he brought, so Kennedy brought him back up. Brought him into his administration. After Kennedy was elected president, Galbraith began staffing the new administration, famously being the man who recommended Robert McNamara, the Secretary of Defense. And by 1965, he became increasingly louder in his opposition to the war in Vietnam, writing speeches and letters to the president. The rift would persist between Galbraith and Johnson, and Galbraith finally assuming the presidency of Americans for Democratic Action and going on to launch a national campaign against the Vietnam War entitled Negotiations Now. Okay, so. These two men would be involved with Klaus Schwab. Kissinger would introduce Klaus Schwab to John Kenneth Galbraith at Harvard. And as the 1960s came to a close, Galbraith would help Schwab make the World Economic Forum a reality. Galbraith would fly over to Europe along with Herman Kahn to help Schwab convince the European elite to back the project at the first European Management Symposium. In comes the next main character. This is the one that I believe has a, has a great number of occultic ties. Obviously, all of them do. This man was called a futurist. He was a Jew. Nineteen sixty, his name was Kahn. Herman Kahn was born in New Jersey. He was brought up in the Bronx with the Jewish upbringing, but he would later become atheist. Throughout the 1950s, Kahn would write various reports at the Hudson Institute on the concept of practicality of nuclear deterrence. In 1960, Kahn would publish The Nature and Feasibility of War and Deterrence. Kahn was what people called a futurist. In fact, on thermonuclear war had an instant and lasting impact not only on geopolitics but also on culture, expressed within a few years by the very famous movie 1964, saw the release of Stanley Kubrick's classic Dr. Strangelove, and from the moment of its release and ever since, Khan has been referred to as the real Dr. Strangelove. When quizzed about the comparison, Khan would tell Newsweek, Kubrick is a friend of mine. 
He told me Dr. Strangelove wasn't supposed to be me, but others would point out the many affinities between Stanley Kubrick's classic character and the real-life Herman Kahn. Now, why is this important? Because it's going to get interesting. Fabian asked the question, was Adolf Hitler gay? No. He was bisexual, which is a sodomite. He was a pervert, which means, yes, he would be a homosexual. Yes, he would be a, a heterosexual. He would be whatever was in front of him because he's a Satanist like Aleister Crowley. All high-level occultists are bisexuals. All of them are. It doesn't matter to them, and probably worse than that. In an essay written, and I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to show you the predictions that he made. In an essay, there's, I did a study on that. If you go back and listen to that, the pink swastika on Hitler. Okay. Here it is right here. Homosexuality is occult worship. Hitler, Crowley, and secret societies. That, that right there will tell you everything you need to know about the pink swastika and uh, how all of them at the top are homos and pedophiles, by the way. Because they gain their powers through those things. And that's why they do what they do. All right? So this is Herman Kahn. He's another key player. He had some interesting predictions that I'm going to show you. But he was a key player in Klaus Schwab's forming of the World Economic Forum. All right? These people, they all plot out and plan. In the 1960s, let's just take this for example. Taking Kahn's techno-futuristic blueprints as his model, Schwab sought to create. Why is that important? Because I'm going to show you. Because these people are occultic. They're not agnostics. They're not atheists. Taking Khan's techno-futuristic blueprints as his model, Schwab sought to create a future ruling elite to run a globalized managerial system which would effectively replace national sovereignty. These future leaders would be trained to rule in the interests of the people, of course, who could naturally never be trusted to make the best decisions for themselves. That rule would fall to the crackpots identified by Ponio whose esoteric nature pantheism fused a deeply personal vanity with an occult tradition Panillo traces back to 19th century occultist Madame Blavatsky. That's who these people are. These would be joined by power-hungry fanaticists, mainly the leaders of the Western global system, whose 30-year unpopular moment seemed to affirm the predictions of Kahn and Schwab in a U.S.-led unilateralism ripe for transition of global governance. 
They predicted this. How? Because they were working on these things. These high-level intelligence officers and scientists were working on these things. Say, Pastor, what do you believe about aliens? Well, I believe they're devils, right? I believe they're devils. What do you believe about these UFOs and everything? I believe that they've been around since Hitler was designing them with the Nazis over in Germany. These unidentified flying objects, they're just, they made them up. They created them and they made them. Now, what they modeled them after is another story. What they modeled them after. How did they know to model those? Devils. They modeled them after what the devils gave them. That's, they were, these people are all occultic. They modeled them after what the devils showed them. Their technology. It's okay, Carl. People don't need a graphic, a graphic detail about child pedophilia. It's all right. They'll be fine without it. They get it. These would be joined by power-hungry fanaticists, mainly the leaders of the Western global system, whose 30-year unipolar moment seemed to affirm the predictions of Kahn and Schwab in a U.S.-led unilateralism. It is the fall of this system by means of the same practices of fantasy and fact. Schwab is applying a manual written by Herman Kahn in the 1960s to a world moving beyond Pax Americana. Schwab's rinse and repeat recycling is typical of a stuck culture whose ideology is exhausted. Herman Kahn's prediction for the year 2000 are remarkably similar to Schwab's own manifesto. Of course they are. He's the one that wrote him. Led by the spirit of Antichrist. Led by the spirit of Antichrist. All right? This is what they do. Yeah, what's up with that, Fabian? Why is Carl trying to advertise on my on my broadcast? What's going on? Did you did you notice that, Fabian? That's what Carl's doing? Carl shaming, uh, doing shameless plugs on my page. Okay, I'm going to show you something. 
This is crazy stuff right here. Look, if we restrict Carl's comments, then you'll know why. If you don't see him talking for a while, it's because I restricted his comments. Because he's trying to get free advertisement on my page. On my broadcast. Good thing Fabian pointed that out for me. Good, good job, Fabian. Good job. No free lunches, right, Fabian? Look, this ain't socialist Croatia. You don't be you don't be shamelessly plugging stuff on on here. That's right. Carl's going on timeout. When you don't see him comment for a while, you're gonna know I put him on timeout for that. Okay, guys, check this out. Listen to this. It's called the year 2000. A framework for speculation on the next 33 years. It was written in 1967. Thirty-three years. Think about that. Thirty-three years at three thirty-three. What? No way. Thirty-three years at three thirty-three. No way. Whoa. That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Isn't it? You know what that calls for, don't you? Right here. One more time. Okay, there we go. That was crazy stuff, wasn't it? That's right, you were advertising. Fabian's just looking out for me, man. Fabian's watching for me, man. He's like, ah, I'm watching him, Pastor. I'm watching him. What he's doing. Okay, now I want to show you what this man said back in 1967. We're going to read this list. It's probably what all we're going to get to today. But that's okay. Here goes. These are the things that this man predicted. Remember, these are high-level, Freemasonic, Knights of Malta, Army Intelligence, COINTELPRO, 
PSYOP. Amen, Mary. Amen. America 2, Croatia 0. Amen. Amen. That's right. Okay, are you ready? 100 technical innovations, very likely in the last third of the 20th century. All right, everybody. Pay attention. Here we go. Number one, multiple applications of lasers for sensing, measuring, communication, cutting, heating, welding, power transmission, illumination, destructive or defensive, and other purposes. Two, extreme high strength and or high temperature structural materials. Three, new or improved super performance fabrics, papers, fibers, and plastics. Four, new or improved materials for equipment and appliances. Plastic, glasses, alloys, alloys, ceramics, intermetallics, metallics, and cements. Think about that. Five, new airborne vehicles, ground effect machines, VTOL and STO, super helicopters, giant and or supersonic jets. Six, extensive commercial applications of shaped charged explosives. Seven, more reliable and longer range weather forecasting. They're doing it. Look how far out they, they cast, forecast the weather. Eight, intensive and or extensive expansion of tropical agricultural and forestry. Nine, new sources of power for fixed installations. Thermoionic, thermoelectric, radioactivity. Magna Tohydromania, NAMAC. I don't know what that is, but it sounds bad. Ten, new sources of power for ground transportation. Listen, storage batteries, fuel cell, propulsion, or support by electromagnetic fields, jet engine, turbine, and the like. Listen to this. 11. Extensive and intensive use of high-altitude cameras for mapping, prospecting, census, land use, and geological investigations. 12. New methods of water transportation, such as large submarines, flexible and special-purpose container ships, or more extensive use of large automated single-purpose bulk cargo ships. Remember, this is the platform. This is the futuristic design that Klaus Schwab is using at his World Economic Forum. This is written 33 years ago, or now it's been um, 55 years ago. Thirteen. This is where it gets into the uh, genetics. Listen. Major reduction in hereditary and congenital defects. Fourteen. Extensive use of cyborg techniques. 
Mechanical aids or substitutes for human organs, senses, limbs, or other components. 15. New techniques for preserving or improving the environment. 16. Relatively effective appetite and weight control. 17. New techniques and institutions for adult education. 18. New and useful plant and animal species. They're going to invent them. 19. Human hibernation for short periods, hours, or days for medical purposes. 20. Inexpensive design and procurement of a -a one-of-a-kind items through use of computerized analysis and automated production. 21. Controlled and or super effective relaxation and sleep. So they're controlling the amount of sleep. 22. More sophisticated architectural engineering, geodesic domes, fancy stressed shells, Pressurized skins and esoteric materials. 23. New or improved uses of the oceans. Mining, extraction of materials, controlled farming, source of energy, and the like. Three-dimensional photography. 3D photography, they have it. Illustrations, movies, and television. 25, automated or more mechanized housekeeping and home maintenance. They have it. More automated housekeeping and maintenance. Twenty-six. Widespread use of nuclear reactors for power. Twenty-seven. Use of nuclear explosives for excavation, mining. Generation of power, creation of high-temperature, high-pressure environments, and or a source of neutrons or other radiation. 28. General use of automation and cybernation in management and production. Yeah? 29. Extensive and intensive centralization or automatic interconnection of current and past personal and business information in high-speed data processors. We got that, don't we? 30. So remember, let me stop here. Remember, Kubrick is putting all these ideas into video, into motion production movies, into, into motion, uh, into movies in the, eight, in the 60s. So Disney and 
Disney and uh, Kubrick and all these other people are making movies about these things to prepare people for them. Thirty, other new and possibly pervasive techniques for surveillance, monitoring, and control of individuals and organizations. Oh, you mean like face ID and retina scans everywhere Chinese people go? I remember on Demolition Man, I think it was, Or maybe it was Total Recall. But one of those movies, the guy had a retina scan. He just plucked the eyeball out of a man after he killed him, stuck it on a stick, and stuck it in front of the sensor. Right? Well, what did that do? Made it so he had entrance into there. So they have that. Thirty-one, some control of weather and or climate. Thirty-two, other permanent or temporary changes or experiments with the overall environment. The permanent increase in C-14 and temporary creation of other radioactivity by nuclear explosions. The increasing generation of CO2 in the atmosphere. Project Starfire, West Ford, and Storm Fury. You mean they were doing it? Yeah. 33. New and more reliable educational and propaganda techniques for affecting human behavior, public and private. Oh, they have that, don't they? To propagandize. Practical use of direct electronic communications with and stimulation of the brain. Elon Musk's chip. Right? Thirty-four. 35, excuse me, human hibernation for relatively extensive periods. 36, cheap and widely available central war weapons and weapon systems. 37, new and relatively effective counterinsurgency techniques and perhaps also insurgency techniques. Mm Mm-hmm. 38. New techniques for very cheap, convenient, and reliable birth control. They did that, didn't they? Yep. 39. New, more varied, and more reliable drugs for control of fatigue, relaxation, alertness, mood, personality, perceptions, fantasies, and other psychobiological states. Yep. 
40. Capability to choose the sex of unborn children. Uh huh. 41. Improved capability to change the sex of children or adults. Uh huh. You mean like hormones and drugs and testosterone? Yep. So you mean they've been working on this for 40 years? Yeah. Forty-two, other genetic control and or influence over the basic constitution of an individual. Really? Yeah, genetic control and or influence over the basic constitution of an individual. Mind control and control over their genes. 43. New techniques and institutions for the education of children. Forty-four. General and substantial increase in life expectancy. Postponement of aging and limited rejuvenation. Right. They never want to die. That didn't start with Google. 45. Generally acceptable and competitive synthetic foods and beverages. Carbohydrates, fats, proteins, enzymes, vitamins, coffee, tea, cocoa, and alcoholic liquor. Fake. Synthetic. Right? Genetically altered meat. Plant meat. Beyond meat, right? 45. The high quality medical care for undeveloped areas. Use of medical aids and techniques. Referral. Hospitals. Broad spectrum antibiotics and artificial blood plasma. Right? Artificial blood plasma. Wow. Bunch of sickos. Design and extensive use of unresponsive and super controlled environments for private and public use. For pleasurable educational and vocational purposes. Physically non-harmful methods of overindulging. Forty-nine. 
Simple techniques for extensive and permanent cosmetology, cosmetology, cosmolog, cosmetological, cos, cosmetological, cosmetological, can't say that for some reason. Features, figures, perhaps complexion and even skin color. 50, more extensive use of transplantation of human organs. 51. Remember, this is all in 1967. 51, permanent manned satellite and lunar installations, interplanetary travel. 52, application of space life systems and similar techniques to terrestrial installations. 53. Permanent inhabited undersea installations and perhaps even colonies. 54. Automated grocery and department stores. Oh, see that, don't we? 55. Extensive use of robots and machines slaved to humans. So that machine is your slave to you, right? New uses of underground tunnels for private and public transportation and other purposes. 57. Automated universal real-time credit audit and banking systems. We have that. 58. Chemical methods for improving memory and learning. They have that. 59, greater use of underground buildings. We have that. 60, new and improved materials and equipment for building and interior, variable transmission glass, heating and cooling by thermoelectric effects and electroluminescent and phosphorescent lighting. 61, widespread use of cryogenics. 62, improved chemical control of some mental illnesses and some aspects of senality. Here, take this chemical control, take this pill, take this chip. 63, mechanical and chemical methods of imp- for improving human analytical ability more or less directly. 64, Inexpensive and rapid techniques for making tunnels and underground cavities in earth and or rock. 66. New techniques for keeping physically 66. New techniques for keeping physically fit and or acquiring physical skills. 67, commercial extraction of oil from shale. Got that, don't we? Fracking. 68, recoverable boosters for economic space launching. Yeah, right. 69, individual individual flying platforms. 70, simple, inexpensive home video recording and playing. Got that, don't we? 
71, inexpensive, high-capacity, worldwide, regional, and local home and business communications. Perhaps using satellites, lasers, and light pipes. We have that now, don't we? 72, practical home and business use of wired video communications for both telephone and TV, possibly including retrieval of taped material from libraries or other sources, and rapid transmission and reception of facsimiles, possibly including news, library, materials, and commercial announcements, instantaneous mail delivery, other printouts, and so on. We have that. 73, practical large-scale desalinization. 74, pervasive business use of computers for the storage, processing, and retrieval of information. 75, shared time public interconnected computers generally available at home and business on a metered basis. We have that. 76, other widespread use of computers for intellectual and professional assistance. Translation, teaching, literature, search, medical diagnosis, traffic control, crime detection, computation, design, analysis, and in some degree, as an intellectual collaborator generally. Got it. General availability of inexpensive transuranic and other esoteric elements. Hmm. 78, space defense systems. 79, inexpensive and reasonable, effective ground-based ballistic missile defense. One way not to make a reputation is to find a hole in the air defense system. It's all holes. 80, very low-cost buildings for home and business use. 81, personal pagers. Remember those? I had one of those in the 90s. 82, direct broadcast from satellites to home receivers. We got that. 83, inexpensive, less than $20, long-lasting, very small battery-operated TV receivers. Not sure about that one. 84, home computer to run household and communicate with outside world. We got that. Alexa and all those things, right? 'm education via video and computerized program learning have that they they really pushed that during covid eighty seven stimulated plan and perhaps program dreams wow programming your dreams eighty eight inexpensive less than one cent a page rapid high quality black and white reproduction followed by color and high detailed photography reproduction perhaps for home as well as office got that eighty nine widespread use of improved fluid amplifiers 90, conference TV, both closed circuit and public communication. They have that. 91, flexible penology without necessarily using prisons by use of modern methods of surveillance and monitoring. So, you know, uh, monitoring them on a, on a uh, closed circuit from home. They did that. 93. Our 92, common use of long-lived individual power source for lights, appliances, and machines. 93, inexpensive worldwide transportation of humans and cargo. They do that now. Very inexpensive compared to what it used to be. Inexpensive road free. Free and facility-free transportation. 
95 new methods for the rapid language teaching. 96 extensive genetic control for plants and animals. I would say they have that. New biological and chemical methods of identifying trace, incapacitate, or annoy people for police and military uses. They do that. 98 new and possibly very simple methods of lethal biological and chemical warfare. They do that. 99 artificial moons and other methods for lighting large areas at night. Ah. 100 extensive use of biological process in the extraction of processing of minerals. He's got There's more. These are all misses except for 22. What were they working on? One, true artificial intelligence. Two, practical use of sustained fusion to produce neutrons and or energy. Three, artificial growth of new limbs and organs. Four, room temperature superconductors. Five, major use of rockets for commercial and private transportation. Yeah, they don't work. Six, effective chemical or biological treatment for most mental illnesses. Well, they're working on it, aren't they? Almost complete control of marginal changes in heredity. So genetics, right? Suspended animation for years or centuries. Like Buck Rogers and stuff, remember? Nine, practical materials for nearly theoretical limit. Strength. Ten, conversion of mammals, humans to fluid breathers. That is weird. Eleven, direct input into human memory banks. Ah, 12, direct augmentation of human mental capacity by the mechanical or electrical interconnection of the brain with the computer. Do you see how these people were working on these things for years? What they were doing. Making fetuses in labs, planetary engineering, modification of the solar system, electrical power available for less than 0.3 mil per kilowatt. Automated highways, chemical or biological control of a character or or intelligence. Direct augmentation of human mental capacity by mechanical or electrical interconnection of the brain with a computer. They're working on it. Production of a drug equivalent to Huxley's Soma. Ah. A technological equivalent of telepathy. Telepathy. You see that? Telepathy. That's what they're doing with those monkeys, and that's what they were trying to do now. That's what they've been doing. They've been working on it since the 60s, or actually they've been working on it since the 40s. With the Nazis and even farther back. Here are the misses, they say. One, life expectancy extended to substantially more than 150 years to immortality. Two, almost complete generic control, but still Homo sapiens. Three, major modification of human species, no longer Homo sapiens. Hybrids. Four, anti gravity or practical use of gravity waves. Five, interstellar travel. Six, electric power available for less than 0.3 milli... Seven, practical and routine use of extrasensory phenomena. Oh. 
Eight, laboratory creation of artificial live plants and animals. Nine, lifetime immunization against practically all diseases. Ten, substantial lunar or planetary basis or colonies. So, as you can see, these people that started the World Economic Forum with Schwab, this is their ideas. This is what their goals are. This is what they wanted to do. All right, everybody. He mentions Huxley. He mentions why? Because that's who these people are. That's who they are. All right, time for a song here. Let's see. all stand ready the crowd is looking on the starting gun is sounded and the race is now begun beginning seems so easy but soon i feel the pain then i hear a voice from heaven above and it's calling out my name on Jesus. He knows which path is right. I trust his word to lead me through the day and through the night. Whenever I'm discouraged, he comes along beside. When I fall, my Savior picks me up and he Amen and amen. All right, everybody. The victor's crown. I hope you learned some things. I know this wasn't a, you know, a strict biblical teaching here, but the more you understand the people that are trying to educate you, right, the better off you'll be. 
when you when you find out who these people are that want to educate you and teach you everything that they say, you know, happened and that you're supposed to believe. Ought not we to look and judge the things that these people and find out who are these people that are trying to teach me? What's their background? What is their basis? What, like, what's the reason? Right? So once you find that out, it's important, right? And then you know their their motives, right? Like, what are these people, what are their motives? Well, their motives are antichrist. They hate God. So why should I believe things that they say that they can never prove? Like, you should take the vaccine because it's really good for you. Or... Or you're all going to die if you don't get a vaccination. If you don't stay home and stay away from grandma, you're all going to die. Is grandma's pie worth dying for? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Right? Uh, the same people that tell you that, you know, you can't have church because if you sing and you got to wear like three masks, you got to wear a mask. Because if you don't wear a mask, then you're all going to give people COVID. And if you wear a mask, you'll keep everybody from getting COVID. Really, huh? And the vaccine is safe and effective. 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 Right? Hmm. Okay. Gotcha. And if you made an educated decision and you said, you know what? I think it's better for me to take the vaccine. I'm not mad at you. And I don't think you're devil possessed. And I don't think you injected devils in you. And I don't think any of that stuff. It's not the mark of the beast. Some lady got mad at me and don't listen to my broadcast anymore because I wouldn't say that, that, that the vaccine was like the mark of the beast. Well, first of all, number one, I'm not stupid. Okay. So, whatever. That made him mad, right? They got they got mad at me because I wouldn't do that. Okay. Or you need to tell people not to take the vaccine. I'm not telling I don't tell people what to do. I tell them don't I tell them don't live wickedly. I tell them uh don't I'm not going to tell you whether you should take a shot or not. I I'm that's not my place. I'll educate you, right? I'll show you what the truth is. I'll show you what the, all, all of that, but I, I don't tell people what to do. You need to tell them it's the mark of the beast. Why don't you tell them that? And then nobody will listen to you. So anyway, I didn't believe it. If I believed the vaccine was the mark of the beast, I would have said it. So that lady never listened to me anymore because because uh, I didn't come out and say that. And that everybody, or something like that, everybody took the mark of the beast. They, or everybody that takes a vaccine um, 
you know, they're not right with God or whatever. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Just like you're going to have people in your church and you're going to have people around that are going to vaccinate their children. People do that. Right? But I don't tell them, I don't tell people what to do. So anyway, I got to go. I got to get out of here. You know why? I got to go do some walking and praying. And then I got to go back and eat pizza. All right. Here's the pizza I'm making tonight. Are you ready? I'm going to make a BLT pizza. I'm, we're going to make it like a sub sandwich kind of. I mean, regular crust and everything. But like a sub sandwich kind of. With ham and cheese and bacon. And, you know, like Miracle Whip and lettuce. And then I'm going to crush on top of it salt and vinegar chips. That's one of them. Second one. What do we decide for the second one? Oh, oh, I'm going to make this. I'm going to make this taco pizza for the second one. But I'm making it with, instead of the, the sauce, the base is going to be enchilada sauce instead of instead of taco sauce which i normally use mixed with beans i'm gonna mix the enchiladas with sauce with beans a little different flavor see how it goes so that's that one then i don't know which oh then i'm gonna do a classic italian one then i don't know what the other one's i'm not sure yet just give me regular pet that's because you're old teresa Old people don't like trying new stuff. They just get mad about it. They, they don't like trying new stuff. They're like fixing their ways. I ain't trying that. Give me that stuff. Give me this. That's all you pizza. That's why. People that get old, that's what they do. Or they're Carl. And a little sissy baby that won't try anything. Right? What? I know old people. My parents live with me. I'm getting old too. And the older, I'm only 47. But the older I get, the more stuck in my ways I get. So I get it. <laughs> the older I get, the more stubborn I get about stuff. So I get it. Okay. I'm not, I'm not being mean to you. It's just true. <laughs> yeah, Carl. Why don't you go make a, Carl, why don't you go make a yogurt kiwi pizza? Oh, Carl, that sounds lovely. Carl, go make a yogurt kiwi pizza. Oh, lovely. Yogurt kiwi. Oh, that'll be smashing. That'll be fabulous, Carl. It'll be fabulous. Kiwi. Fabulous, Carl. Just fabulous. Anyway, all right. I'm done. I'm done messing with Carl. I'm but Fabian started this time. Anyway. Um, Carl does like his kiwi, though. Actually, you know what? If you made that with a, if you made like um, a fruit pizza, those are good. I don't know if you ever had that, Carl, but those are good. I would eat that kind of pizza. That's a fruit pizza. It's different. Yeah, right, Carl. Don't tell me you try stuff. I've been to you. I've ate with you. I ate with you all over Europe. I watched the stuff you ate. Don't even give me that. Don't even give me that, Carl. I ate with you in Europe. I know. And you're taking all my time up. I'm getting out of here. All right, anyway, I ate with Carl in Europe. 
No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's picky. You ask You ask his wife. That's right. She's laughing. You know why? Because she knows I know Carl. That's why she's laughing. She's laughing because she knows I know Carl. But anyway. Although. Anyway. But I had a lot of fun with Carl, too, though. So there you go. We had a lot of fun. And we're going to have a lot of fun in Canada. Amen. We enjoy ourselves. All right. God bless you all. And uh, I'm just giving Carl a hard time. That's right. He just tunes Fabio out. He doesn't tune me out. He laughs at my stuff because Carl knows I'm messing with him. (laughs) He knows I'm having fun with him. But anyway, uh, he knows I love him. I traveled all the way through through Europe with him. Anyway, um, so we'll pray for each each and every uh, each and every one of uh, the uh, issues that we have arising. Let's pray for for one another, Amen, and pray for each other's health. And and you know this is winter, and you don't get a lot of sunlight all the time, and all that. Pray for Carl and Mary's safety as they travel back home, and. Um, all that good stuff, okay? And if you want to give towards our Canadian adventure here, uh, you may do so at uh, PayPal at SalvationPreacher at gmail.com or you can go to uh, our our uh, website, oldpazbaptistchurch.org, and you can click on there and, and scroll down the page, and there's Apple Pay, Venmo, and uh, PayPal, and all those other things. Or you can go down to the bottom of the screen and... Um, we have down there directions of where to mail things to 1030 South Highway 3, Northfield, Minnesota, 55057. And pray for Teresa's dental bills. It's a, a lot and it's a stress on her for sure. And Daryl, so pray for them that God would provide all of that. Care of it. Amen. Pray for them. All right, everybody. God bless you. I'm getting out of here. And uh, we'll talk to you all on Monday. Oh, no, tomorrow. Tomorrow, live. Street preaching live tomorrow. Uh, Like around 1 o'clock, 1 p.m. my time. Live on the streets. 1 p.m. Central time. Don't miss it. OPBC on the streets preaching. All right, everybody, tomorrow. God bless you all. Take care.